Hey, welcome to The Conversation. You're listening to Andy Mason, and this is authentic conversations around the messy intersection of faith, family, and business. Uh, this week, we have an interview for you that I did intentionally with Shea Bynes of Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur, and uh, we titled it Kingdom Driven Money because uh, some of the conversations and experiences and observations that we're having uh, in our business community and wider right now is it's, it's our uh, attempt to edit uh, some of the thoughts and progress and priorities around uh, I'm growing in business, I'm getting free from poverty, I'm beginning to prosper, how do I know how to navigate, how much is too much, uh, what, is, what is a healthy way to view money and business and growth and success when I'm doing it from the lens of doing this in my relationship with Jesus, partnering with God at work. So go ahead, listen to this. If you've got any questions or comments, please don't hesitate to email us, contact at heavenandbusiness.com. And if you find this of value and want more like this to grow with us, grow in business, grow in influence, grow in impact and engaging your community, then jump on to heavenandbusiness.com backslash free dash trial and you'll find out more. Hey everybody, welcome to this session. I have with me Shay Bynes, a very, very good friend we've walked with for a number of years now, seven years, was that correct? Seven years, man. And uh, I, I know, trust her, she leads Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur, background in corporate, she's uh, in Florida, and uh, has written multiple books, uh, Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur, there's a whole, uh, there's Kingdom Driven Goal Setting, yeah, they're right uh, behind me. You've got Grace of the Grind, doing Business Grace of the Grind. <laughs> There's a ton of those. And you've, you've got devotionals on yeah. uh, version. There's a whole heap of stuff. Great, great person and friend. Thank you so much for joining us, Shay. Uh, always a delight hanging out with you, Andy. And so we were having a conversation and some of our regular catch-ups about what we're seeing going on uh, in the faith and work kingdom-driven entrepreneur space and realize that there's, there's a little bit of editing to be done. So we've called this intentionally kingdom-driven money because uh, for a long time, we've been working with uh, people of faith who are building business and so much has been cloaked in a false belief around poverty. Uh, never enough and I don't want to make too much and I don't want to have money as my gold or my, money as my God. So they actually sabotage success. Poverty is evil. It will sabotage your ability to fulfill God's purpose for your life. Being poor is actually not helpful, especially if you're a business person. And so we're feeling like that's lifted. That's great. And, but what we're seeing is that this seems to be an overcorrection for some people. So this is a conversation around uh, how do we know what's, how much is too much? What is, what, how do I even know? Has money become my God? Uh, if I'm leading with the money, leading with profit compared to with profit, compared to with people. So how do I know things? We're going to have this conversation. But before we do that, Shay, what do you, you know, this conversation from your perspective, why is this an important conversation? I think this is, uh, that thing that you said I thought was interesting, you're just like an overcorrection, right? I mean, because we want to be right in alignment with the mind and the heart of God. And we are kingdom people, so we can't function effectively in the kingdom if we're not aligned with the mind and the heart of God. And so to me, it's super important to adjust 
the overcorrection so that we can get in that alignment. Because when we do, that's when we see, that's when we start to experience that Ephesians 3 and 20 action, right? Just exceeding abundantly above all we could ever ask, think, or even imagine according to the power, the Holy Spirit working oh, wow. within us. And so we experience that at greater measure, the more we're aligned with his mind, his thoughts, you know, his ways of being. And so that's why I think this is really important. Super good. And I'm loving what we were talking about is that Proverbs 10, 22, it says this, the blessing of the Lord makes rich. I mean, isn't that awesome? Like yeah. just as the God who gives the power to create wealth, every entrepreneur, you should be lit up with that. Let's go for it. And it says this, and he adds no sorrow with it. So the, the thing that Shay and I have been seeing is a bunch of kingdom driven entrepreneurs business people that love God, faith-centered, and their pursuit of profit is actually resulting in a lot of sorrow. And we'll separate the difference between sorrow and sacrifice, but that's just so important. Uh, this, is, this is about coming back to an alignment with, okay, poverty is stupid and evil, and vain pursuit of prosperity is also evil. And yes. God does promise great things, but there's a process. And how do I know in that? So Shay, just dive <laughs> us in. <They're> like, <laughs> what are, what's your personal journey in this, in terms of going from corporate to a business to yeah. now you're paying yourself? Is like, how do you how do you know? What are some ways to know how much is too much? Yeah, it's interesting. Well, so I remember. Cause I've been in business for a long time. Even when I was in corporate, I had side business, you know, and I used to be just kind of driven by vain metrics, you know, just, well, it's, it's, I wouldn't even necessarily have a per it's like, I didn't have ill purpose for my finances, but I, I just did. It, it wasn't like a with God at all. It was just like, Hey, you know, I'm doing this side business. It would be great too. It would be nice too. And then put these, just these random metrics, right? The problem is, is that if you have just these metrics, financial or otherwise, when we're talking about money today, then you can very easily become driven, motivated, propelled forward based off of those particular numbers. And so that is what would lead to a grind for me because now I'm going after yeah. the number. So, which was arbitrary in the, on the front end, right? And so therefore then my actions need to line up with meeting this particular number. Yeah. So then it becomes the thing that drives you in all things. So that used to be me. I didn't really do a whole lot with poverty mindset stuff. There was no nobody in church, no one in my family ever, you know, okay. imparted that into me. So I didn't really have to untangle too much from that. But I definitely had to untangle from this idea of just having, because I was very achievement oriented and driven to from having just these random numbers that I think would be impressive based off of what I don't know, you know, and then being driven by that to really seeking the heart of God and dreaming with him so that then there's purpose behind what I'm doing and why, and even still putting those numbers there, but still not being driven by those. In yeah. other words, I'm allowing God to be the God of the outcome and I'm believing God, and I'm doing these things in faith, but the focus is on the process. What are the things that I need to be doing? How do I display my diligence and faithfulness in these areas so that I can grow and serve and do those things and see those and continue to watch how he increases? So it was a complete change in mindset uh, and heart posture and changing what I'm being led or driven by. That's That was definitely 
definitely my shift. So, so what I'm hearing is it's the motivation and the outcome is grind versus peace, uh, yeah. striving versus I'm secure in what I'm doing because I know where I've come from and I know where I'm going and I'm yeah. unashamed of making a profit. And this is why, and actually, I don't have to tell you what I'm doing with it, but this is what I'm doing. So I'm laughing because- Oh, I'm... Andy, I just realized there's something else I got to tell. There's oh, another oh, aspect sorry. of the story I have to tell. Because now I'm thinking about you. There's something else you asked in your question. Because I said I didn't have to deal with a poverty, I didn't have to deal with kind of like poverty. untangling yeah, from a poverty mindset. But when Kingdom Driven Entrepreneurs started, and in the beginning when we were pretty much pre-revenue, yeah. you know, so obviously there was nothing to pay myself with. Right. And then when we had revenue, it was so little that there was still nothing to pay ourselves with. It was yeah, like, okay, yeah. well, we there... need to reinvest. Part of my story was that I took, I, I waited too long to compensate myself. Oh, wow. I trusted God to provide for Kingdom Driven LLC. And I would do things in faith, believe in God, you know, make a decision to do this for, and the whole time, and not, this wasn't intentional. It was just unintentionally. I was walking in faith and intentionality and all of those things as it related to finances for kingdom driven LLC and still not paying myself. And it took my husband, the Holy Spirit said to my husband, talk to your wife about bringing in, and this is, this seems so stupid to say, but about $250 a month, but this was very early on. Right. And even that was like, but we have so little, we want to reinvest the, the 250. Right. And then it was to 500. And so he did that through my husband in the beginning. Yeah. Right. But after some time, I started having this ongoing conviction about, about compensating myself. And yeah. you know what it was about? He said, you trusted me and you do trust me to provide for this entity that I've called you to. Yeah. But what you're failing to trust is that I have not only this entity, but I also have the binds. Yeah. Right. And it was like, ouch. And so from there, he took me from, okay, I want you to pay yourself $500 a week. And they were like, I want you to pay yourself $600 a week. I want you to pay. And, and I, and he was like the one who was leading the compensation to myself. So this is outside the conversation of the revenue growth of the company. I'm talking about compensation to myself yeah. within the company. So I've had two layers of walking this thing out. Yeah. So in many ways, someone could say, well, it was kind of poverty, poverty minded that you thought that because you separated this would, that you yeah. separated it. I wouldn't have saw it. I didn't necessarily see it as a poverty thing. I think it was a faith. It was, a, it was one of my faith stretches in terms of, of being able to see that obviously he met me too in the midst of the thing he's called me to. Yeah. Right. And so that was definitely a key shift. And, you know, and I believe that in some ways, some of the increase that we began to receive was coming out of the obedience of trusting God yeah. to do, to cover all not just the entity for itself, but also, My you know, family. and not just the people who are being hired, but also me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So our family did a lot, did a lot of sacrificing. I think we sacrificed even longer than we had to, because I was struggling with that, with that mindset. Yeah. And, and my personal journey is going from a salary in New Zealand, really, really good, generous, uh, wonderful. And then we come and go, says, go to America. And we had, no income for three years. Wow. So what I didn't realize, so this is going to come up again and again, trust. How much is too much? 
It's where your trust is and where your treasure is. Yes. How do you know what your treasure is? Is can you give it away? Can you, if God says go, can you go? Or you're like, what about, what about, what about, what about? Yes. It's like that tells me where the trust is. I did not realize how much trust was in my bank account or in my salary until we've got none. And then what <laughs> came out of me is like the anger, the frustration, the I'm not out of work. I, like, what do I do? We had, and God's like, trust me, trust me, trust me. Well, I thought I did. It's like, no, you didn't. And I, I think that journey never ends. So some of what we're going to be talking about, if you, you're listening to this, I just want you to just turn on your, your spiritual engine of spiritual ears of just be listening, not for condemnation, but for the Holy Spirit conviction of where do I need to fine tune, adjust? And it may be that he's saying, hey, you've just got out of balance that you've got this profit motive. It's like you're talking about kingdom-driven entrepreneur compared to money-driven entrepreneur, yeah, which is the world, right? Compared to faith-driven or Christian, it, it, it's not. We don't care about what you call it. Uh, and actually, from the outside in, we can't necessarily know, but God knows. And so we want to bring that adjustment. How do I know? And we talked about: is it grind uh, versus peaceful? Is there a striving? versus it's authentic the whole way through are you actually taking care of the people that you need to take care of so super super good so uh we talked through you've come through that journey and then you've 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 steadily grown just real simple how did you decide what budget you set as an entrepreneur for paying yourself and even with you know, as an entrepreneur, do you have giving? Is there guidelines around how much you give? Yeah. So I think I'm going to keep saying with God for like all the things, right? (laughs) I'm going to keep saying that because that really has been the guidance. I mean, because your standard entrepreneurial kind of advice usually is that the person who's leading it oftentimes takes a little bit of it, that hit on the front end to invest and all of those things. And I, and I did that to a fault actually, you know, but if we allow the Lord to be the one who helps us to uh, make the adjustments, I'm talking about the, the personal, the personal uh, compensation, right? In the midst of that, that's where it's powerful because he's got the big, he's got the big, big picture. Yeah. I know what the family needs as on, on an ongoing basis, but I also can't have, I can't operate from the perspective that this business is therefore the source yeah. of that. God's the source. Yeah. This business is a resource. So if I, if I only looked at, well, this is the family budget. And so therefore, since this is the family budget, this is the exact amount minimum that has to be brought in from that. I wouldn't think that that's the right way either. Yeah. I think it's a good starting point, but I think we can't even look at it that way. And I got to tell you, my testimony has been, because even though I said our family had, to, you know, we still saw God as provider all the way through. Yeah all the way through because he is the source. The business is always only a resource. So I think we have to have that perspective that it's not like all things have to come through this particular vehicle all the time. And that's why I think we should get with God around even what that looks like. I allowed him to be the one that helped me figure out when to do increases because sometimes those increases were at inconvenient times. The increase itself was a step of faith. Other times it was like, oh, just kind of makes sense to do this right now. But I was, I was checking in Uh, and people are just like, you just, you know, 
some people think like you just do too much. And I'm like, no, I really do desire for God can be chief everything officer. Yeah. So in this case, I'm talking to God CFO. I'm going to have a conversation about this thing. Right. Yeah. I'm having God, I'm having a conversation with God COO right now because I, I, I want to be in alignment on this thing. Yeah. So the, it relates, what's that? Go ahead. I'll so key, like in summarizing just in this, it's, it's the God, God do it. God do it. And I don't do anything. This God can do it. What we find is it's it's usually two of you. Um, God do it. I do it. Is me like I I leave God to my quiet time in the morning, and then I just go about making money or do whatever it is. Yeah. Whereas actually the truth is we. It's, it's this, we. It's us. It's like God with us. Yes. And that's what I'm hearing you say. So in all of the decisions, we're learning to walk with God, and and key learning. Um, yes. I was just reflecting on. Paul's writing, I've learned to, to thrive, whether I abound or abase. I know what it is to have salary and do really, really well. I know to have nothing and yes. be given hundreds of yes. thousands of dollars. Yes. From just unlikely. So I've, I've learned both. But is my heart growing in its affection towards my savior? Is it? Is my source? It's like, here's an interesting one. And I shared this with you. I had someone email me, spoke to me last week saying, Andy, for you to grow heaven and business, what do you need and how can I give? Fascinating. So if you're listening to this, just go through this exercise, pause this right now and just say, for you to uh, accelerate the purposes of God in you and through your business, what would you need financially? If someone said that, how would you answer? Now, assuming that people go away and come back, it forced me to go back and say, okay, what would I do? What would I do? Am I just going to speed up the process and get into a grind because I'm no longer with God? I'm getting doing it by myself. Or is there something that we could strategically do? And it forced me back to, little, where are we at? Refining my vision, strategy, purpose, mission. Yes. And actually, oh, you know what? These are the things I'm going to do anyway, period. Yes. These are the things I'm going to be doing because it's alignment with my vision. If someone wanted to add with that, all it's going to do is speed up the time frame of what I'm already going to do. Okay. It does not take away from my source being yes. God alone. Yes. And, and, then, yes. and it came away feeling like, oh, this is this is really healthy. Yes. This is whole, this is good. So you know, God do it, I do it versus we do it. Where are people at on that spectrum? Yes. I am learning. That in all things, God is my source. Anytime that somebody or something else becomes my source, how do you know? Anxiety, yep. uh, fear. Yep. Um, you talked through already. Uh, do I have advisors or wise counsel? Your husband, God spoke to him about, hey, Shay, you need to pay yourself. <laughs> Actually, pay us. Pay us. <laughs> right. Yeah. That part. Yeah. And so, do I have wise counsel? Do, have I allowed somebody into my finances to like give me some feedback on this? Where am I at? Um, it's fun where I've had people tell me, Andy, you're not charging enough. And I'm like, thank you. It's really good feedback. I'm charging what I know is right. Right. So which brings up, which you alluded to this is conviction. Follow your conviction. Have you paused long enough to be aware of that? And then obedience and trust, obedience and trust. It, sometimes it doesn't make sense, but this yes. is what we're doing. So uh, on that obedience and trust thing, because you had brought up giving, uh, on the giving side, it's been interesting because 
there will be times where, you know, you could say that you have this baseline percentage that you want to give and that's all great. But what happens when the Lord calls for you to give more than what you normally would have done? That's happened to us a whole lot of times. There's been times where I'm like, I'm looking at the account, like, wait, you want us to give what to who? Right. And then, but obedience, right. And willing, willing obedience. I, I, you know, I've got history with God, you know, willing obedience and then see how the source took care of all the things. Yeah. So he took care of me being a resource in someone else's life. And then he maintained being the source in my own as well yeah. and made sure the resource was there for what the thing was I'm thinking I'm taking away from to do something with. It goes back to this whole thing about being a distribution center in the kingdom of God. I've got to be willing and able to receive. I have to be willing and able to give. And I have to allow that free flow to happen. So when God calls for something out of the distribution center, it's gone, right? When God calls someone else to come in to bring something into it, I'm here. I'm willing to receive, not being prideful about, oh, I don't want to, you know, I'm a business and I don't want to receive someone, you know, because people do that too. They get all prideful about stuff yeah. and then don't want to receive when God sent somebody to be helpful, yeah. you know? So it's just having that posture on both sides of receiving and giving. So that's how we've dealt with giving too. Like right now, Phil and I were just talking about this recently. We're like, it's time for us to ramp up our giving, like really intentionally to just ramp it up. But yeah. whatever we do, even with intentionality, we always maintain a posture of if God calls us to do something different, we're going to do it Yeah, because so, we do giving with God too. <laughs> yeah. So in the kingdom, nothing is said and forget. It's a, yeah. it's this relationship where we're yes. ongoing and checking in and yes. listening through the day. That's cool. Talk to me about, uh, we just, we were having this conversation about uh, money and making money as a marketing tool. Um, kingdom. So if I put kingdom in front of it, then then it's okay. Or it's like, so probably help me understand what, what's the difference? Because I believe that kingdom businesses should make wealth. Sure. Word, word, it's like that's, but how do I know when I've, it's like, dude, you just put kingdom over the top of your pursuit to make money that's unhealthy. So how do I know? And what are some other ways to know the difference? Um, okay. So I want you to ask that question a different way so that I give you the, the right answer. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I believe that God has called us and given us as entrepreneurs to create wealth. It's yes. part of the gift. Um, he invites us into the kingdom, the operating system of Jesus, giving power over sin, power over systems and power over Satan. Power over systems means power over uh, economic systems, Absolutely. power over poverty systems, power over systems of greed. So yes. that's that's our mutual understanding of kingdom. Yes. Um, what I see is a bunch of business people that are faith-centered that are just mm -hmm. running after money, but then they just slap kingdom over the top of it. Right. That kind of justifies it. Whereas yeah. I would say there is no guarantee of all of this. The guarantee is sacrifice, surrender, and growing in trust with God. Yes. Uh, so how do you define between those two? Because it can look the same. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I guess I'm just not a fan in general of just slapping kingdom on things just to, you know, to, to, to make it feel like, okay, so I can appeal to people or even appeal to myself or convince myself that something is kingdom centered, kingdom driven and kingdom minded by just slapping the word on it because it's an increasingly popular phrase to use. Right. I think we really have to check the postures of our 
heart and our mindsets concerning things. So if I'm slapping kingdom on something because I'm looking to convince somebody of something or convince, you know, myself of something, hmm, okay, so you've got to check your motive around that, right? If we're going to slap kingdom on something, let it be authentically that, right? Yeah. And let it be let it be letter of the Lord. Sometimes I think we slap kingdom on stuff, but we don't, we don't even, it's not even necessary, right? Just do the thing that God, God's called you to do. And yes, I believe that we're all called to, to increase. And as you, as you serve, you do increase as you gain in, in wisdom, you increase. I mean, just these things just kind of naturally follow, but I always go back to Matthew 6, 33 yeah. and 34. And it's like, seek first, what? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, not slap kingdom on it, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things are added yeah. right so I trust God in the all things being added as I seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness yeah. and so that's that's the flow and that's why I can continue to be led by the spirit of God I can be led by God on a consistent basis and trust God that as I continue to steward, as I continue to serve, that he continues to increase as I continue to grow in knowledge, wisdom, learn some things. And then as, as things progress, then you, you learn some lessons that help you to, to grow even more, all of that, but not be led by the numbers and certainly not try to convince other people about anything yeah. by slapping kingdom on it to say, okay, kingdom automatically means seven figures, or it means six figures, yeah. or it means eight figures that I think that's shenanigans. I call shenanigans on that, but it's like, it's like, if we just focus in on seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and just continuing to grow and knowledge, yeah. wisdom, understanding. So be faithful, be yeah. obedient, like grow in our intimacy with God, continue to, you know, continue to walk out that process. We do see increase around us because then we're increasingly being trusted to steward that much more. Yeah. Right. But that's the way to grow, not grow because you're following XYZ's blueprint, looking at that person as the source of the blueprint. So I want their breakthrough. So and that therefore system. that's the source. Yeah. So now I'm going to go follow their blueprint as opposed to what, what's heaven's unique blueprint for what yeah. I'm called to do. Because now we've looked at that as the source. Now I'm looking at that person's blueprint as a source. Now, at the same time, the Holy Spirit's like in that leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit. He's like, this is the person who has godly wisdom for you to listen to. Yep. That's different. Yep. So it's it's just a matter of what's the order of things? Yep. What's motivating us? What's propelling us forward? What's driving us? And making sure that those things are in their proper place, yep. which goes back to Matthew 6 and 33, right? It, so well, that's, that's how I, that's I, how I look at, at, I love at that. It. I love it. And, and I'm just thinking it's Matthew 4, was it 4, 4? Um, don't live by bread alone, yeah, but by every, every word. word. So it's the seek first yes. the kingdom. How do you know you're seeking first the kingdom? Because you're not living by bread alone, by your balance sheet, by your profit That's line, it. by your bank account. Like you're living by that daily listening to and following yes. his voice. Yes. So, and the other thing that you and I talked about is, so what? Hang on a moment. You know, I, I want to be profitable because in in my profit is driven because um, then I'm a witness to people coming into the, like, cause then others are coming, <laughs> like, I'm going to make this money and I'm going to sell it on. If you use my system, you're going to make this money because then people come into the kingdom. Cause I was like, hang on a moment. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Just, just no, no. Yeah, there's I, only I one way. On that. <laughs> call it, call it for what it is. Yeah. One, it's what Jesus never did. It's like yeah. heal the sick, raise the dead, absolutely yeah. heal. But there is no promise of like, come on, people, let's get back to what's pure and holy yes. and right. Yes. And the other thing is I love is someone taught me is 
the way that you attract people is the way you've got to keep them. So if you attract people based on, I'm going to make this seven-figure salary and going to do that, and then they follow the voice of God and he leads them through something that's humbling or different or give away, it suddenly shakes them up unnecessarily compared to, I want to connect you with the king of kings and lord of lords, and he's the yes. founding entrepreneur of the universe. And uh, you're going to give up your broken pieces of glass and he's going to give you diamonds and nothing's guaranteed. And it's it's 100%, it's all in, and he's after everything. And there's no half measures. But if you will do this, not only this life, but the life to come, you will yes. never regret it. Yeah, uh, I love that. So this difference. So talk to me the difference between God makes rich and adds no sorrow. What's the difference between sorrow and then actually you've made sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. Yeah, we, we, sorrow. What's the difference between the two? Yeah, I'll tell you what, in the midst of any sacrifice that we've had to make as a family, the peace of God was still yeah. present. The joy was yeah. actually still present. If if it wasn't, and the only reason why those that was the case was because every, every stage we were doing this thing with God. Yeah. So it's like, all right, didn't expect that we go down this path. I'll give you a very practical example. We had to sell the home that we, back in 2015, we sold on a short sale, the home that we had purchased, you know, what, seven years prior. Yeah. This was pretty, I mean, I think at that time, Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur might've made like $30,000 in a year. Oh, wow. Right. And we had to sell that house. I didn't anticipate that. And some people would be like, oh, you're selling house? Okay. Like, are you sure you're following God? I, actually, I am. I, I am certain that I'm following God. I didn't expect that I was going to have to sell this house, but I'm following God. Yeah. Now, fast forward, you know, here we are. We haven't purchased another house yet. We've been renting a house. But when I think about how much we actually have to pay to rent a house versus how much that mortgage was on that house we had to, <laughs> that we had to short sell, there is a huge gap in price. It increased a lot. God has been our source the entire way. Yeah. It's actually comical to think about how little the mortgage was <laughs> versus how much our, the sustaining yeah. of life no, is. This doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. It doesn't. It, yeah. It makes kingdom math sense, but it doesn't make any other sense, you know? So it's, it's just interesting. I, so to me, it's like the, this is why intimacy with God is everything yeah. because every, all the circumstances could be telling you according just to your own intellectual trying to evaluate things that this can't pot, like, I'm not sure this could possibly be God, yeah. you know, when you're placed in these situations. But I, I, I got to tell you on the back end of that, we had a two and a half year period of time that I would call a very, uh, it was like a very, it felt like an extraordinarily sacrificial season of two and a half years, yeah. right? It was probably my toughest years of these last 10. And what, when I go back and reflect on that, on those two and a half years, there's some things that were formed in me that nothing can shake. Yeah. Nothing. There's yeah. things that I know that I know that I know I have a revelation of about God that nobody can shake because of those two and a half years yeah. that I could not have said prior Come on. to those two and a half years. Yeah. And in the midst of that, there was joy and there was peace. And when joy felt like it wasn't like joy acted like it was trying to make an escape for me, where do I go? Yeah. Right back to the presence of Jesus to allow him to get me right back to where I need to be. Right. 
And so that's why my everyone's journey is different. Sometimes, Andy, I don't even like telling some of the details of my testimony because people get weird and they're like, well, I don't want to have to, you know, I don't want to have to do that. Or I don't. And it's like, nobody said you have to do any of that. Yeah. Everyone is on their unique journey with God. Yeah. And I also believe, Andy, that sometimes there's things that God's forming in you based off of your assignment. It's like you, you need this particular thing. You need yep. to know this about me and you need to have revelation of this because you're called to in whatever your sphere of influence is, you're called to impart that into others. Yep. So I even believe that some of the things were for us and some of these things were for us and because of our particular assignment, yep. both my husband and I, I love right? It. And that's why we can't be in comparison game. That's why we have to do all things with God. And not be looking around here about what should be the, my track of increase on my finances. Oh, haven't built the seven figures yet. I must not be doing this right. And I must not be doing it with God. Lies. Yeah. Those are lies. Yeah. Right. So, so good. So yeah. sacrifice has a purpose. It does. Uh, and you'll see the fruit of it. And sacrifice, there's joy and peace. Yes. Uh, I think the other part of sacrifice, it's upfront. Sacrifice, you know, upfront, this is what it's going to cost. We're going to come to you. That's your, right. Your, your dream profit and loss in a moment. Yes. Sorrow is it's just misery, but <laughs> it's never up front. It follows. Yes. It's, it's, it's the eroding relationships with family. It's the suddenly there's this tax bill that you'd never, whatever it is, it, it's, it follows. Um, yeah. But I love what you said. Intimacy with God is everything. And yeah. we're living with eternity in mind. The, the scriptures yes. talk about perseverance uh, and just like adding to your faith, these things, it's this continual journey that we don't necessarily know, but I love what you highlighted is, you know, so give me the keys to how much you should give and how much you'd pay myself. I, listen to the Holy Spirit, follow him, have wise counsel, immerse yourself in the scripture because the scripture is God. It is the word of God. Jesus is the word. So immerse yourself in that and then keep walking and trusting and following your conviction. And, and learn from people that have been before you, but don't yeah. copy them. Right. <laughs> Imitate Christ. Yes. So let's yeah. just jump into, you've got this dream profit and loss. Tell us just yeah. the, the snapshot of that and then where people could go to get some more of that. Yeah. So, so one of the practical exercises that we take people through that we mentor is called a dream profit and loss statement. So for those or unfamiliar, your standard profit and loss statement. It's a financial statement. And so it's showing, you know, this is what the in the incoming revenue is. This is what our expenses are. Therefore, you know, subtract those out, cost of goods sold. There you got your profit, right? So your typical financial statement. So yeah. anyone who's in business, hopefully you I'm know what your, your P&L looks like. You're looking at your numbers. You know what that looks like on either a monthly, you know, monthly, quarterly basis, et cetera. But what we do is a dream profit and loss because what that allows you to do is to dream with God, to get a snapshot and then have a purpose focused look at the future. So for example, when you think about the, um, I'm going to actually kind of walk through four things, right? Yeah. So deciding on the term that you're thinking about. Okay. So I, I want to dream out. I want to dream out like over the next year, this is what a snapshot of a dream profit and loss would look like, yeah. you know, over the next year, you know, or in the next quarter or whatever that looks like. But then that allows you to then dream with God around what should business look like and what are the expenses counting the cost we're starting with counting the cost right so i'm dreaming with god and then i'm counting the cost so that means i'm able to then determine my expenses based off of this dreaming with god and believing this is what 
this business looks like at this time, yeah. right? So this is, and I mean, all the expenses I'm talking about your, your, your materials, your inventory, your, your uh, staffing costs, you know, all the things counting up the costs. Yeah. This is what that looks like. So you're starting there. So you already know what that looks like. And then you're taking a look at your revenue and it's like dreaming with God around, okay, what are the current things that we're doing? And then it allows you to evaluate. These are the things we're doing. And these are the things I'm, I, I, I believe that we need to be uh, shifting into either increasing or pivoting or changing or whatever that looks like. Yeah. And then this is what this could look like from a, from a revenue perspective around these things, yeah. you know? And then at that point, then it allows you to take a look at what that calculated profit is and doing that, considering you're giving too. like, when we look at our dream profit and loss, I'm thinking about that from the perspective of what's the desire for giving too, yeah, yeah. you know? And so when you do it that way, it allows you to integrate the idea of dreaming with God concerning your business yeah. and then counting up the cost, which helps you to evaluate what haven't we invested in yet that we'd actually need to, where are we hoping to maybe reduce some expenses because that's what's necessary in this season. And then looking at your revenue, like, okay, well, what are the sources of revenue now? Where sh what should they be? Yeah. What are, what would the projected sales look like around this? And what kind of pivots do we need to make and shifts and increases and all of those things? It allows you to do that in a really purposeful way. But at the end of the day, Andy, after you do it, you don't then say, this is my idol, my new documents. <laughs> here's my dream profit and loss now, which has become my idol yeah. and then be driven yeah. by reaching the dream profit and loss. The, the idea is not to do that. So that's why we don't even teach that like in isolation. We teach that with doing kingdom driven goal setting so you can actually dream with God and then figure out what's the process. Like you talked about, what are the things I'm committed to? Yeah. What does that look like? What are those new rhythms? What are the things that need to take place so that you can focus on that while allowing God to be God <laughs> and you can focus on those things. And allow that dream PL thing to be like, yes, you know, I I I believe God, but I'm not using this, even though I dreamt with God about it, I'm yeah. not using this to now create a new idol for myself. Absolutely. Yeah. So where do people go if they want to find out more about that, that course and what you offer? Uh, tell yeah. us about that. Yeah, sure. So we put it together, we did this just for heaven and business, but we have a, a course that's called um, How to Set Kingdom Driven goals. And I think that part's important along with this kind of dream PL process. So we put those together for folks in heaven and business. Oh, I presume you. that you'll give them the the link or have this yeah. right here. And I'll you get know, that for this, you. But, I'm going to put it in the yeah. notes. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. And what about, it's like, I'm listening to this and I realize, oh, I need wise counsel. I need someone that understands that and someone that I trust. Yeah. Can, yeah, absolutely. Can they chase you and... <laughs> And so you kingdom have driven entrepreneur. People, yeah. Yeah. So if you go to kingdomdrivenentrepreneur.com and you want additional support around this, we do that through uh mentoring community. We also have advisory services as yeah. well. So you can go cool. to kingdomdrivenentrepreneur.com. I love it. That's so good. So if you've been listening to this, here's the context. Uh, we're not trying to break you out of poverty. We we're we're down a bunch with that. Right. Uh, what we're doing is trying to fine-tune and say, okay, um, wherever you're at in the spectrum, how do you know? Uh, what is too much? What is enough? Uh, have I have I just am I just becoming an idol of making more money? But I slap kingdom or Christ or faith over it and kind of justify it. What we're trying to do is just a checkup and an alignment with that. Yeah. And if you listen to this, it could be that you've you've still got a lid on this. Uh, I was talking with someone last week, and their trust in their bank account is their lid for their business growth. 
Yeah. And, and it's just like, oh my gosh, doesn't matter which way you look at it, uh, anything less or other than God himself is an idol and it will limit everything about you. So take the limits off, uh, yeah. seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things get added to you, which is just ridiculous. This is the best life. Okay, it final is. word, Shay. Yeah, I just want to encourage those who, you know, you're thinking, you're, you've been thinking through this and you're like, ah, because some people, I mean, we're in heaven in business, so this idea of doing things with God shouldn't be unusual, but I want to invite you into just engaging God in some different ways than perhaps you've done before. You may find yourself surprised and astounded at how intimately involved God desires to be in the details of your business, so. Love it. So bless you. And yes. uh, we will see you again soon.